Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. This episode is sponsored by EX3. Um, they're a sports academy. They have, so have like training. They have apparel. They have these really good uh, healthy drinks they sent me, like a, a beet flavor, a berry flavor, and a gr- mean green flavor. Uh, very good uh, juices. Um, so go to ex3experience.com and get fit after you listen to this episode. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Uh, today we have author Jeff T. Bowles, author of the book, The Miraculous Cure for and Prevention of All Diseases, uh, What Doctors Never Learned. Uh, how are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. How are you? Amazing, man. Uh, so you uh, are looking more into like vitamin D3 and what it can do for people, basically? Yeah, I've been studying this for about eight years now. I wrote my first book. I maybe in 10 years, I wrote my first book about, I think in 2011 and I didn't know all that much about it. I knew I'd learned a lot from doing a high dose experiment on myself, uh, taking high doses of vitamin D3, like way more than the doctors thought was safe. And it, it cured all sorts of stuff in me that I'd had for like 20 years, like a hip click. It dissolved a hip click bump on my hip bone. Um, it dissolved, a bone spur on my elbow um it got rid of my seasonal allergies that it had in the summer and i was taking like i started off taking 20,000 a day and i bumped it up to 50,000 a day and i did it for oh several years and then one thing i noticed uh of oh before i started experimenting with high doses i'd been taking 4,000 units a day for 10 years thinking it was a high dose because the doctors recommended you only take 400 international units of vitamin D3 per day. And they said anything more than that was dangerous. So I was taking 4,000 a day for 10 years, thinking it was a lot. And that got rid of like some of my clicking shoulders and problems like that. And, um, but it really didn't do much of anything else. And I had all these chronic conditions that, I'd had for 20 years and what I got the idea to bump it up to like 20,000 a day. Do you hear a pig noise in the background? I don't. Oh, that's my dog is squeaking his little pig. So, but luckily it's not coming through. All right, back to the uh, topic. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So (laughs) my dad was a Stanford MD and he thought taking 4,000 a day was crazy. So I did get him to take 2,000 a day, five times the recommended daily dose. And he went and got a, finally got a blood test for his D3, and it was came in at 30, which was like right at the bottom of the reference range. Like anything below 30 is considered deficient. So that gave me the idea to try a really high-dose D3. I thought maybe there was something wrong in our family gene pool where we, we didn't uh, process vitamin D well. So that's that was about... After 10 years of taking 4,000 a day of D3, I bumped it up to 20,000 a day. And that's when I had all these incredible results, like uh, all sorts of problems of 20 years or more just started dropping off the checklist. Even my eyesight got better. And, um, and so I wrote a book after about a year of this and that book was The Miraculous Results of Extremely High Doses of Vitamin D3, The Sunshine Hormone, blah, blah, blah. It's a really long title. 
and it's somehow it just became a a lucky bestseller the first book i ever wrote and not not in the first six months or so but but all of a sudden by now i've sold up to like three or four hundred thousand copies of it because i just basically go through my it's like a diary of my one-year experiment of just experimenting with high doses and a lot of people started reading that book and trying it themselves and that was about eight or nine years ago so my second book i just wrote about a year ago and that's based on what i've learned in a from an additional eight years of research because i've been getting people like they read my book and my email address is in there and i get emails from people from all around the world like saying what happened when they took high dose d3 in fact, there was like one guy in Austria, his wife said he'd been blind for two years in one eye. Doctors said it was permanent. He was taking 60000 a day and after a month or two woke up, told his wife, you're not going to believe it. I'm looking at you through my blind eye. So, I mean, I, I was getting all sorts of stories like that. I mean, people that are curing their multiple sclerosis, every autoimmune disease you can imagine uh, that I heard from, I've heard from more than a thousand people doing these experiments and any autoimmune disease they try to treat with high dose D3, they, they get an excellent result. I don't think big pharma is going to like it because it means a lot of their drugs are pretty much uh, uh, unnecessary, very expensive and have like terrible side effects compared to like D3, which costs almost nothing. But I've got a website jefftbowles.com that's b-o-w-l-e-s jeff t bowles no spaces jefftbowles.com um where you can send money no um <laughs> no there's actually i've got i've been collecting um i've been collecting all these case self-reported case studies and on that website you can search any disease that you've got or any issue and go to the search d3 cures button and it's a search engine and you pop in a let's say multiple sclerosis and all of a sudden you'll you'll see like a, a list of like 12 or 15 people's uh, self-reports of their high dose d3 experiments and and what happened and you can do that for almost any any type of disease and you'll find something at that website and plus it's got another 60 different blog posts you can read through so so over the eight or nine years, I'm getting all these uh, people emailing me with these crazy uh, cures that they've, they've cured asthma, they've cured Crohn's disease, they've cured uh, psoriasis, any kind of skin disease, acne, any autoimmune disease apparently can be cured by high dose D3. And so what I've learned and put in the, my next book or this most recent book was uh, I kind of started looking into the new drugs that Big Pharma is pushing, and uh, I've no, they call them biologics, and basically, uh, quite often they're like stuff that that messes with your immune system. So let's say you've got cancer, and they give you a a biologic that's just going to rev up one part of your immune system. And it's uh, the one that fights the cancer. Uh, so they're kind of effective in the sense that you can take this biologic for cancer 
and it probably will knock out the cancer, but then it, any cancer biologics have the side effects of going after your good tissues too, like in many people. Like, so you can knock out your cancer, but then all of a sudden you'll end up with psoriasis or Crohn's disease, uh, you know, or any kind of autoimmune disease. Hank, get down. And uh, then there's another kind of biologic that suppresses one part of your immune system. And that would be like, let's say you had uh, rheumatoid arthritis and your immune system has been attacking your joints. So they would have a biologic for that that just suppresses that one little segment of your immune system that's attacking your joints. And then it stops the rheumatoid arthritis, but then it makes your immune system lazy, uh, a little bit lazy, so it's not really uh, attacking the bad actors like like infectious bacteria, f funguses, I guess it's fun fungi, fungi. <laughs> um, uh, what else, uh, viruses. So the side effects of these uh, autoimmune biologics is you could get cancer, it, your immune system forgets to kill off cancer cells or uh, you're much more susceptible to infections. So either kind of biologic, the one that revs up your attack or the other one that suppresses your attack, it gives you a whole host of side effects. And the first part, the first thing I write in my new book is I talk about biologics and I say, what if I told you there's a, 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 the ultimate biologic that it, it, it revs up the immune system with regards to bad actors like cancer, viruses, infections, and it suppresses the immune system that attacks good tissues. And it does both of these things at the same time with no side effects. And so I don't really mention what it is it, it, in the preamble in the book until a little bit, a few pages in. I said, this ultimate biologic is known as vitamin D3. And uh, it's as simple as that. It's, it's, uh, it, revs up your immune system, all aspects of your immune system and tunes it up properly so that it's properly functioning. It's not attacking good tissues and it knocks out any bad actors like immediately. So if you're taking a high dose of the D3, you can pretty much forget about getting cancer. Um, in the 20 years, I've been taking at least 4,000 units of D3 a day sometimes 20,000 to 50,000, I have only had one cold. And that, that's in 20 years. And that was only after, it was a brief time I decided to wash the D3 out of my system. So I quit taking it for a couple months. And then, uh, it's a weird story, but I, I think, I don't, I won't tell, tell you how I got it. I inhaled some nasty dust when I was cleaning up a bathroom. That's all I have to say. I don't want to make you vomit. <laughs> and I think that's how I, I think that's how I caught it. And it was a nasty cold, but <laughs> back then I, for, for some reason, I just kind of, I got so sick with that one cold. I just, I, I didn't even bother taking the D3. So it lasted like a whole month. But other than that, I've only had one cold in 20 years. I once felt a cold coming on, like I think I might have been infected with COVID-19. And I was sitting there on the computer, and my girlfriend was sitting next to me. And I also, I just felt like 
like I was getting hit with that freight train. It's like, you know, like when, when a cold is really coming on strong, it just feels like a sinking feeling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or you don't. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I felt it in my, I felt it in my, I felt it in my head, and all of a sudden, it was coming on like a freight train. And I thought, oh my god, I got the COVID nineteen. So I, I went to the kitchen and I quickly took two hundred, at least two hundred thousand IU's of vitamin D three. Grabbed a big glass of vodka. Uh, went upstairs, laid down, and took a nap. Drank the vodka. And within three or four hours, I woke up um, and I was perfectly fine. So if you ever, if you ever get sick, you just need to take a, as soon as you feel it coming on, take a huge dose of D3. So that's basically the beginning of my book. Um, the second part of the book is, I don't know if you look through it, but I've pretty much uncovered the conspiracy of modern medicine and big pharma. They really do not like people to know about vitamin D3. Yeah. I was noticing with uh, our last podcast, it got like a hundred thousand views in like uh, in, in like a, like a day or something or a day or two. And then it kept like the views kept going down. Like I see, I see it's censored. And you were saying that your book, one of your books were censored too, right? When you try to publish this, like in the beginning of the, the pandemic, whatever this is called. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they haven't censored my new book yet, The Miraculous Cure for All Diseases. Um, in that book, I kind of uncover how um, vitamin D3 was discovered in the 1920s, and people started taking it like crazy, like they were taking 25 milligrams a day. At the same time, uh, medicine used to be practiced inside people's houses, and in the 1920s, probably with Rockefeller's money, they're building hospitals all over the country. And there are so many hospitals, there are way more hospital beds than there are now per person. In the 1920s, they were planning on turning medicine into a big profitable business. And what happened was uh, they discovered vitamin D and they were putting it in everything like hot dogs, they put it in beer, they'd shine sun lamps on milk and that would cause vitamin d to be made in the milk and so everyone was getting large doses of vitamin d and the hospitals that they all the new hospitals they built were going empty so big big medicine back, back then was about to go bankrupt and um so what did they do were they happy that people were healthy I don't think so, because what they did was they got some scientists together and they renamed 25 milligrams. They gave it a new measurement stick and 25 milligrams of vitamin D became 1 million international units. And uh, they told everyone, don't take more than 400 international units a day because it could be dangerous. But in the meantime, they were giving people with cancer back then, like, uh, pills that had 50,000 international units of D3 in it, and they were getting good results. So basically, that was the beginning in the 1920s. That was the beginning of the demonization of vitamin D3 by modern medicine and big pharma, and they've been hostile to it ever since. And uh, But they finally whipped up some kind of bogus experiments where they were able to kill dogs with, with huge doses of D3 that were probably impure had impurities in them 
and uh, that's when they started telling everyone, don't take more than 400 units a day because it's dangerous. But that's really ridiculous because if you if a light-skinned person just goes outside in the summer and, and sunbathes for a half hour, uh, you'll make like 20,000 units of D3 in your skin in a half hour. So taking doctors telling you only take 400 a day, that is like complete malpractice. So, and it's, it's dangerous. If you take that little each day, you're, you're bound to get sick. So that's crazy. The, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but they were able to get people to stop taking high doses of D3 and the hospitals filled back up again. And then, then along in the 1930s and 40s in my book, I go through, they were selling, uh, people started selling health lamps, they called them. And they're actually mercury vapor uh, UV lamps that, that basically huh. sun lamps. And they were, there's ads in the book. It shows like a little baby sitting in front of a sun lamp. And like, uh, oh, let Junior, this is a great health lamp for little Junior baby, you know, or whatever his Junior, the baby's name was. And there, I've got a bunch of those ads in there. And uh, they actually worked. You know, they, they, they created UV light, which sh shined on your skin. And that caused your body to make vitamin D3. And it actually kept people healthy. I remember my dad was a doctor. He had me and my sister sit under a sunlight, sun lamp back in the 1960s. Like we'd lie on a blanket on the floor and he'd crank up this old sun lamp. So even back then, they still thought it was kind of healthy, but they didn't, the doctors didn't like that because it cut down on their business. If people, if people don't get sick, they don't make money. So over time, they re they got everyone to believe that uh, sun lamps were bad for you, and they called them quack medical devices. And if you go onto Google and you type in uh, quack medical device, not Google, uh, eBay, you'll see there's a whole bunch of these old sun lamps for sale, like from the 1930s and 1940s, and they call each one of them a quack medical device. And but it turns out that they, that wasn't. That wasn't quack medicine at all. That that actually worked. But uh, again, big medicine was able to get that out of the public's hands just through brainwashing them, you know, against things that are healthy for them. Then, uh, and then people started sunbathing down in Florida in the 70s and 80s. That was very popular. Everyone wanted to have a nice tan back then. And we didn't really, we didn't use sunscreen. So what does big pharma and big medicine come up with next? Uh, in the 1980s, they started telling us, oh, the sun is so dangerous. Uh, you're going to get skin cancer. Don't go out in the sun. You have to use sunscreen. And I guess the population started believing them back in the 1980s. And we've all been avoiding the sun, most of us, since then. And since then, all forms of disease have skyrocketed. You name it, from cancers to asthma, you know, to peanut allergies in kids, multiple sclerosis, almost every kind of cancer. Everything has just shot up dramatically since the 1980s. Obesity, everyone knows about that. Autism, autism is caused by vitamin D3 deficiency in the mother. 
So that's all in my book. It just shows that since the 1980s, everything's been skyrocketing. And you could trace it all back to uh, doctors warning us to stay out of the sun and all of us using sunscreen. And not to take more than 400 units a day of vitamin D. It's really criminal. Um, so that's that's the first half of my book and then uh, my new book. And then the second half, it goes through, it turns out vitamin D3, the doctors have seen like some cases of toxicity, what they believe is toxicity. Um, in some cases, high dose vitamin D3, if you take a lot of it, it can lead to too much calcium in your blood and some people can get kidney stones. It's very rare. Other people can get hypercalcemia where they start, they get, the symptoms are they get nausea, they start vomiting, they can't eat, they lose a lot of weight. Sounds like a good diet plan, but it's not good for you. Um, and that is actually caused by vitamin D3 uses up its cofactors when it's doing its work. So it turns out doctors have this big fear of vitamin D. They call it toxicity. But the truth of the matter is vitamin D3 is completely non-toxic. And all these doctors are just foolish and they're idiots. They, they, they just haven't been, they haven't learned the right information or they've been intentionally been taught the wrong information. D3 itself is not toxic. The only way D3 can hurt you is by using up Oh, uh, by the way, D3, it's not even a vitamin. I should have said this right in the beginning. Vitamin D3 is a hormone that is made in your skin when you sit in the sun. It's actually a steroid hormone that controls more than 2,700 genes. And most, most of them are involved in your immune system and your tissue remodeling system. You might want to, Anthony, you might want to copy the, this little blurb of information and, and replay it at the beginning of this uh, podcast so that people aren't confused. Like how can vitamin D affect your, be better than a biologic? And if they don't know it's a hormone, that might be confusing to them, but we'll get to that later. If, um, during the edit, if there is one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. So yeah, it was like what doctors called it a vitamin when it was a hormone you're saying basically? Right. It's actually a hormone that controls 2,700 genes. So most, a lot of doctors don't even know that. They're so pitifully ignorant of, uh, of, of why we get, actually get sick. But the only way that D3 can hurt you and what they call vitamin D toxicity is actually they're observing the symptoms of vitamin K2 deficiency and magnesium deficiency. Because high dose D3, it actually uses up its cofactors, such as vitamin K2 and magnesium are the two most important ones. And when it uses up, vitamin K2 is important because it takes calcium out of your blood and puts it back into your bones. It takes the calcium out of your soft tissues. Um, and so if you take a lot of D3, it's, it, uses, it releases calcium into your blood because it's remodeling your bones. So a lot of calcium gets into your blood. And then you need the K2 to uh, charge up the hormones that take the 
calcium out of the blood and put it back into your bones. And if you if you use up all your K2, that, that reaction goes in reverse and uh, those hormones take calcium out of your bones and put it in your blood. So that's the one way high dose D3 can make you or can make you ill just uh, through a K2 deficiency. But if you take K2, of course, that won't happen. And the other, other possible way D3 can be supposedly toxic is it uses up magnesium like, like crazy when it's doing its uh, work. And about 80% of us are already magnesium deficient because the soils are depleted of magnesium that we haven't, uh, we've been taking magnesium out of the soils for centuries and going into the food and farmers just don't uh, replace it with proper fertilizer. So our entire food supply does not have enough magnesium in it. So 80% of us are deficient to begin with. So when someone starts taking high dose vitamin D3, uh, that can trigger magnesium deficiency symptoms. And that is the most common form of so-called vitamin D3 toxicity is uh, aggravated magnesium deficiency symptoms. The most common would be uh, insomnia. High dose D3 makes up some people, it's rare, but some people, they can't get to sleep. That's just magnesium deficiency. Other people, a D3 can make their heart race um, or beat really fast or beat in an irregular manner. That's also magnesium deficiency. Um, what else? Panic attacks, anxiety. Um, what else? Dizziness and falls. Uh, like if you give large doses of D3 to older people, they're, they have a very high rate of like falling in the nursing home, but the doctors don't realize they're just triggering magnesium deficiency symptoms. And that's like a big, huge chapter in my book. It turns out about, I think about 75% of all human illnesses are caused by vitamin D3 deficiency. I'm not talking about aging related stuff, but the stuff that people get before age 50 or 60. Um, and I would say 75% are caused by D3 deficiency. And then the remaining like 25% are pretty much caused by magnesium deficiency. And it turns out doctors really don't ever test for magnesium deficiency. They don't know much about it. Uh, when they test your blood, it shows how much magnesium's in your blood, but that's very tightly controlled. It never varies almost at all. So the information tells you nothing because 99% of your magnesium is located in your bones and tissues and only 1% in your blood. So even though your blood has adequate magnesium, your entire body can be like, like dangerously deficient. And so there's some weird stories I got back from these people uh, uh, one was there was an article article written in a English medical journal about a nuclear scientist who had read my book. They mentioned my book in the article. <laughs> it, it was the uh, Royal Proceedings of the King's College or something like that. It's some kind of fancy name for their medical journal. And they're, they're talking about vitamin D toxicity symptoms. So there's this guy who had been taking a nuclear scientist had been taking high dose D3, 60,000 60, IUs a day for like maybe three or four years with no problems. He'd read my book 
and then uh he had to go to the doctor one day because he had he had had diarrhea for about two weeks and then his wife noticed after about two weeks all of a sudden he became really confused he could no longer operate his uh, cassette tape recorder and forgot how to use his electric razor and he got checked into the hospital and they finally told him oh yeah he's been taking all this vitamin d so they immediately said vitamin d3 toxicity so they started giving him iv of uh just uh stuff to reduce any d3 or calcium in the blood so they treated him for they stopped the d3 they treated him for calcium excess calcium in the blood and he finally got better after about two weeks and I wrote them a letter. I said, you did not treat him for the correct uh, problem. What was really going on is he, he was suffering from magnesium deficiency symptoms, not excess calcium. Because confusion is one symptom of magnesium deficiency symptoms or uh, magnesium deficiency. I mean, that can get really bad. Like people can have seizures. If anyone has just, if you know anyone who just started getting seizures when they were an adult, it's highly likely that it, it was caused by magnesium deficiency. Um, it can kill you. It can get so bad it can kill you. Um, so you really don't want to be magnesium deficient. And it's, very, it's difficult to get rid of a magnesium deficiency. It can take like a year and you need to have the magnesium in your blood most of the day. Like I suggest you should take extended release magnesium like the uh that that slowly dissolves and gives you magnesium in your blood for like six hours because if you take all your magnesium at once it's going to give you diarrhea and bad diarrhea i don't know if any of the listeners out there have had a colonoscopy but before you go in you have to clear your system out completely your digestive system they give you a gallon of this orange stuff to drink and all it is is magnesium citrate, kind of like citric acid attached to magnesium. If you drink a whole gallon of that, you just, everything comes out of you. You're completely clean. So a laxatives are, most of, most of them are made by, oh, hold on, that's my Alexa. Alexa, shut up. Alexa, <laughs> Alexa, shut up. I'll kill you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's crazy. I'm hitting the X, okay. We had a a power went off and on, so Alexa can act strange. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so that orange liquid they give you before a colonoscopy, you get them when you're 50. It's a regular test for most people, so you probably haven't had one yet, Anthony? Yeah, I don't think so. What was that? What was Did what? you hear that noise? No. Uh, okay, well, it's not a fun thing, but uh, they're going to give you that gallon of orange drink and it's all magnesium. And that just, that clears out your system, your digestive system. It gives you diarrhea, like the most crazy diarrhea you've had in your, had in your life. So <laughs> you have to drink it over 12 hours before you go in for the colonoscopy. But then when you get there, there's like nothing. You could shine a light down your mouth and see it come out your butt for the most part. But, uh, yeah, so magnesium is a laxative, so you don't want to take too much at once. And uh, so it's best to take small doses throughout the day. And it takes almost a year 
to uh, reverse the magnesium deficiency in your tissues um, because your cells need to rejuvenate and divide in the presence of magnesium in your blood. So it takes a year for a lot of your cells to, a lot of your tissues to, you know, rejuvenate themselves. But, you know, so uh, that's the most common side effect, negative side effect of high dose D3 is a triggering of magnesium deficiency symptoms. I, when I get emails from people saying, oh, I just took the D3 and all this weird stuff's happening. Like, oh, and blood pressure changes. It can, you know, people are sensitive to D3. It makes their blood pressure go up or down. And I tell them that's just magnesium deficiency. And so they, they take a lot of magnesium during the day. And I usually get an email back like within a day or two. Oh, our, my, our blood pressure is fine. Um, but so there was this one guy who wrote a review for my first vitamin D3 book, and I didn't know about magnesium deficiency back then. And he wrote, you know, it's, it's had more than 1500 reviews, almost all of them positive, but there are a few negative ones. One of the negative ones was, oh, I tried this man's advice. And I took this high dose D3 and I started falling down. I was having hallucinations. I had to close my business for a whole month. I went to the emergency room. I got like 10 different diagnoses. And then the doctors found out that I was taking high dose D3. And they said that was the problem. And he quit taking the D3 after uh, a month of this and he got better. So every once in a while I get something weird like that. Or another one was a lady uh, said, oh, I'll never do this again. I read his book and I was on the escalator and I tried to get off when I fell down i couldn't get up i was so dizzy and i so i had these weird like just every once in a while i have this weird people would have really weird negative reactions i didn't know at the time that they had been aggravating severe magnesium deficiencies so now everything makes sense once you read my second book so but those were rare cases but they, they were concerning and then um in my book you'll see there's a huge number of magnesium deficiency symptoms like anyone uh anxiety is a symptom um people can have panic attacks i know this one 300 pound guy he had plantar fasciitis which is you wake up in the morning and you can barely walk on your foot because it's all tightened up and painful and i had that once and it's it's really terrible some people live with it for years and I told him, hey, just take 20,000 IUs of D3 a day and it'll be gone in two to three weeks. He goes, no way. And I said, yep. So he started taking the 20, 30,000 a day. And lo and behold, after about a couple of weeks, his plantar fasciitis was completely clear, uh, cured. But he kept taking it and I, he'd been taking it for about four weeks and then all of a sudden, I heard back that he had like the first panic attack in his entire life. This big guy was like, like hiding in the corner, ah! <laughs> like all scared, you know. And I'm like, oh my god! And and but at that time, I knew panic attacks are also a magnesium deficiency symptom. And so I said, uh, so he didn't want to take the D3 anymore. And I said, look, you got to just take the magnesium because that's that's a common that's a common side effect let's see i heard from another 
guy has, he said his wife had had a shaking hand for like 10 years and uh, they started taking D3 and she would, she was getting insomnia. And I said, Oh, well that's, that means you're magnesium deficient. So start taking the magnesium several times a day. And she did. And he did. And he, he wrote back, emailed me back. He goes, you won't believe it. My, my wife's tremor in her hand. She, he said, that's gone. And I said, you know, I asked her how long it, she said it, 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 she'd been having a tremor for about 10 years and sure. the magnesium yeah, magnesium cured the tremor in her hand. I haven't updated my book for that yet. Um, but yeah, it can uh, have all sorts of weird effects on your nerves. So that's basically that's you will know more than any doctor uh, about the, the dangers of D3 by listening to this uh, podcast. Um, what they're saying is dangerous is actually just uh, K2 deficiency or magnesium deficiency symptoms. The magnesium deficiency symptoms are the most common. It takes much longer for the vitamin K2 deficiency to show in the form of hypercalcemia or kidney stones. But out of a thousand people I've heard back from, there's only been about two or three cases of kidney stones. And these were people that uh, had ignored the, the advice to take sufficient amounts of vitamin K2. And one of them had uh, a family history of kidney stones. So, you know, none of these negative effects are, are common, but they're common enough where I can talk about them here. I mean, I, for every negative thing I've talked about, um, you can go to my website and, and look on, on the vitamin D3 search engine. There's like maybe 20 to 30 miracles, amazing miracles compared to every person that has negative side effects. So don't, don't let my crazy stories here scare you off of uh, trying high dose D3 for whatever ails you. Um, what else do the people need to know? Oh, um, there was a doctor in Germany who read my book. He's an eye doctor. And he had read in my book that there was a, another doctor in Wisconsin who was curing uh, monkeys with glaucoma by putting vitamin D drops in their eyes. And he kept emailing me. He was a little eccentric. He, he, he would email me. I'd email him back. And then he'd, I'd get another email like a month later. Why aren't you answering me? But so he's a little nutty. But uh, he, I finally put him in touch with that doctor with the monkey experiment. So he started experimenting on his patients in Germany who had glaucoma and he, uh, that's like excess blood pressure in the eye or uh, interocular pressure of the clear fluid in your eye. And it can make you go blind if it's not treated. And they don't have very good treatments. I know one guy, they, they put a shunt in your eye, like a little metal tube that pokes through your eye. So it, It'll drain the fluid so you don't build up pressure in your eye and, and make your make your eye go blind. Well, this eye doctor found that he would give D3 to his patients and their glaucoma would go away and he quit using big pharma's drugs. Now he only treats his patients with uh, vitamin D3 and he wrote a book about it. But the interesting part in the book was he said... Uh, he was scheduled to get fistula surgery 
Now, a fistula is really weird. It's uh, it's like your body makes a little tunnel between maybe your bladder and your large intestine. So all that stuff gets mixed together. It's kind of nasty. And it, they don't usually heal on their own. They have to do it, heal it with surgery. So he was scheduled for surgery, but he'd read my my first book and started taking high dose D3 and he noticed his fistula healed on its own without any surgery needed. But, um, so then he started checking all his patients blood levels of their D3. The normal range they say is normal in the United States. Your blood levels are 30 to a hundred nanograms per milliliter. That's considered normal. And if you go over 100, the doctor will scold you. Oh, it's very toxic. You're doing something very dangerous. Don't. You have to stop the D3, they'll tell you. But that's all BS. Um, lifeguards in the summer, they routinely, their blood levels test at 125 nanograms per milliliter. This doctor found out that his patients didn't get cures of their like tissue problems, like their eye diseases or his fistula at, at the levels that are considered normal, between 30 and 100. You don't get cures for autoimmune diseases, that you need to get a blood level of 125 or more, like 125 to 150. And that's when you're gonna start getting cures for whatever your problem is.